Hi, this is Yuri Nair. Welcome to the Awkward Mind Podcast. If you're here, you must be interested in developing your mind and improving your life through self-education. Unfortunately, developing your mind can be a real struggle when you're constantly being bombarded with negative digital noise from those pesky devices all around us. To tell you the truth, I felt frustrated myself until I discovered three simple steps to declutter my mind from that digital noise. And now I wanted to share those steps with you in the hope that it'll give you the tools to tune out the noise so that you can better focus on the things that will nurture and improve your mind. For that, I put together a free video series that walks you through the simple process of decluttering your mind from the digital noise. Are you ready to get rid of the negative clutter for good and tune into your real mind? Then head to awkwardmind.com to grab your free video series now and start your journey to a better mind today. And now, let's get on to the show. Have uh, strength in yourself. If I can understand what is my goodness or what is within me, what are the powers and qualities within me and what is around me, uh, this energy is created to lift this world, to make this world a better place. Like I said, negativity also will persist. But if negativity was the uh, mainstay, we wouldn't have rules, regulations and laws which would support positivity. They would be supporting negativity. So at the end of the day, everyone is supporting the positivity, positive thoughts, positive energy, then might as well learn to be positive right from that stage, like I said. This is the Awkward Mind Podcast. I am Yuri Nair. My guest today is Wing Commander Satyendra Chahan, aka Wing Chow. Coming from a very humble background, Satyendra, you wound up pursuing a career in the Indian Armed Forces. With hard work and study, you rose through the ranks, quickly becoming an officer in the Indian Air Force. After a long career of service, you retired two years ago, but did not stop serving people. Leaning on your Evertone and ICF certifications as a life resilience coach, executive coach, and organizational development coach, as well as your master's in business administration and marketing, you decided to continue to help people. So you founded your own coaching company, Resilix Coaches and Consultants, where you work with aspiring entrepreneurs, executives, and young adults, helping them confront challenges at multiple fronts, including issues of a stressful lifestyle, career, relationships, work-life balance, and much more. Committed to helping young professionals tackle negativity, you also founded the no, the Happiness Now with Winko Chow podcast. So to share your story and inspire all of us to live a more resilient life, it is my pleasure to welcome Win Commander Satyendra Chowan. Satyendra, welcome to the Awkward Mind podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Yuri. That was one of the impressive introductions that I've gotten, I guess, uh, uh, you know, uh, too much actually, you know, it makes me feel even more humbler. I am not that too good, but yes, I am on a purpose. So thank you for being on your show. I was looking forward to, uh, you know, understanding the intrigueness of the awkward mind. Mm -hmm. And let's see if I can be a little awkward today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have, we all have a little bit of awkwardness in us. And I just, 
I'm here to inspire people and make them recognize that you can still pursue and live your best life in spite of that awkwardness. And so that's what we're here to do. And I'm really excited to have you. So yeah, I guess. Very yeah. interesting. Very interesting. I'm noting it down. We okay. all have awkwardness in us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Yes. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to get into some of your awkward moments today later on as well. But I guess let's start at the beginning. What was it like growing up? Uh, okay. So well, I have, this is a, I have a long life behind me, so it's a long story, but to cut it short, uh, yes, uh, I do come from a very humble background. Uh, I call it a farmer's background. I come from a place called as Kanpur, very famous uh, on the bank of Ganges in Uttar Pradesh in India. And uh, I was uh, born to a Rajput family and my dad was uh, in the Indian Air Force. He was also serving in the ranks. And uh, the, like I said, the raising was very humble. And uh, we just were limited to the, I call it moderate resources, just uh, good for everything else. So when the time came, uh, I think I was uh, kind of you know, growing up with all the disempowering beliefs and mindset. And as uh, it would lead to me, I ended up, uh, although very aspiring, I was learning my flying uh, and stuff like that, but I uh, call myself a college dropout now. And then I worked for a while and another intelligent thought and I said, okay, let me get back to the flying in the Indian Air Force and I joined in the ranks. So that was uh, a window open where even if you're not a graduate, you could exploit that. You know, uh, so that is how I joined there. And then things were to unfold and probably, like I said, uh, one rejection leads to uh, a reason for another much attractive or proposition, or I would, as I say, to lift you and place you in that bandwidth of some likewise energies. So I was, uh, I couldn't make it for various reasons. Uh, it was uh, medicals. And then I continued, pursued my studies, uh, went on to do my master's in uh, business administration, specializing in marketing. And uh, as I was planning to, you know, kind of leave and venture out in the corporate world, uh, I had started to, you know, kind of uh, slowly being inclined towards spirituality. And that is uh, where one of the days, it was some awakening which said, oh, there is so much power within you. What are you looking at? Why are you, so, you know, uh, literally so humble, meek, tweak. And I was grappling with the immunity diseases and stuff like that. And when I realized that from then on, it was kind of not turning back. And just to uh, make a mention here that it was not quickly rising from the ranks. I took a very long time, actually. I could have risen, but like I said, I was, you know, I was still undecided. What am I doing? Where am I going? So... Uh, and that was the reason I took 14 years, actually. And when I went for my commissioning, which I eventually, I topped my course, I was the first in order of merit. My youngest course mate was 14 years younger to me. So, uh, so that is my small story. And I did a long stint in the Air Force. And I continued, I learned the ways of life. That is where I said na resilience came naturally to me. And I not only learned things, I uh, kind of uh, refined them, practiced them, and started documenting few things, which I said maybe you know uh, come in handy for people around me. 
So that was the whole intent. And as I was uh, preparing to leave service, that is the time when uh, this ICF certification came my way. Like I said, the likewise energies keep connecting to you, connecting you. I was really not uh, too sure till then what was life coach. Like many of us still do not know uh, at this place, especially uh, in this part of uh, town and uh, this part of uh, the subcontinent. But still, uh, I realized that I could uh, help people and empower people through this way. So that is where I got into coaching and things have been pretty good. Podcast was a, a, a hobby which I wanted to pursue. I've been a commentator in the Air Force for uh, some very prestigious events, including the live air displays, including some of the very popular names of Rafal, Gripen, and stuff like that, including Su-30s and other aircrafts. So somebody suggested, why don't you share this idea and I was in my coaching uh, space. I had a lot of cases where people did not really find a resolve. And what they were looking at is some respite which could stay with them and which could lift their energies for a while. So it was like I was acting like a soundboard. So I said, okay, why not start this platform where I bring in guests and we share uh, real life stories whereby people can get some inspiration and get some real life tip-offs uh, and till now, the journey has been excellent. Wow. Yeah, it's quite the story. So before we get into the coaching and the podcast, I do, I do want to ask you a couple more questions about your, your service, M mainly because mm -hmm. of some of the challenges and the medical issues that you dealt with. I guess, what was the biggest lesson that you learned from the military? Oh, actually, all of my learning is from the military. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, being resilient, looking at positivity and uh, discipline, self-motivation. So I, I really, uh, you asked me one thing, I really can't pinpoint one thing uh, that came by, but what, whatever I am today, uh, I attribute it to two things mainly. One was the defense lifestyle, wherein I was born, brought up, raised, and groomed. And uh, the second one is spirituality, which came my way. So now I'm a mix of uh, these two. So hopefully this is going to be an excellent combination there. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So you, have, so you have the discipline of the military and sort of the humility and the understanding of other human beings with the spirituality aspect of it. Absolutely. And you combine the two. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's interesting that you, you don't have a, a biggest lesson, but all right, but you have many, many lessons that have combined. Yeah, so. yeah. The, that's what I was just thinking, you know, uh, what, what would be one biggest lesson? I really, I mean, one you could, okay, let me think. I think team spirit. Mm -hmm. But then again, when I'm saying this, I also realize that there has to be something inside you for anything to further nurture. But yes, uh, this is one aspect where right from the beginning, what I have learned is that I have always given preference to the team rather than soul, you know, one individual. And I have always kind of gelled uh, and I've been good at, you know, keeping the team together um, and a lot of other things which come. I don't want to get into those eyes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yes, it has all been the story of V. Yeah, I could call it. That has been my greatest learning. Yes, V. Good for giving me that. Let me note that down. <laughs> yeah, please. No, that's what we're that's what we're here to do. To right. inspire others and to inspire each other. Yes. So it's great. Yes. So I guess Satyana, with that, let's talk a little bit about this idea of resilience and what does resilience mean to you and how did you come to call yourself the you know lifestyle resilience coach? All right, that that's a that's a that's a question which I actually look forward to very close to my heart. As a matter of fact, uh, today I had my team meeting and uh, we were thinking beyond resilience now. So, yet, so, so like I said, uh, I was born a very meek and a me, uh, you know, weak and meek child. Uh, I was given to understand that uh, I, as I term it now, I've coined a very interesting term. I was born to a malnutritioned mother and in the malnutrition environment, which was malnutritioned, not only uh, nutritionally in the physic physical sense, but also here, we still are. So that is where, you know, and we were raised. So I would, I would tell myself when people would say, oh yeah, uh, you have a poor immune system. You fall ill so easily. I said, this is all bonus. My parents probably were thinking I would live for five years and go away. So, so I was kind of, you know, uh, I was raising uh, with those kind of beliefs and mindset. So, and uh, I, in my personality, I don't know, uh, I was rejected in flying because of some deformity with my spine. But I also say that I would, you know, walk looking down. So those were all things. I was a sport. I was uh, intelligent. Uh, if not above average intelligent, I would say. But yes, I still had all those things. So when I came up, I would always say, oh, maybe I couldn't do, I'm bad at maths. I can't really you know, do well. Oh, I can't pass this course and stuff like that. So that is, and like I said, uh, slowly the uh, kind of conditioning was done with um, the yoga that I started following. And then when spirituality came my way, uh, I, it probably gave me that belief. And one fine day I realized, uh, and that, that is what I call my awakening. It is not that awakening in true spiritual sense, but it was my own awakening, which said, I am part of this larger energy around me. When I say I'm a soul and I am a matter, which is formed from this energy then I am this energy. That is what everybody's been preaching that yes, uh, God is everywhere. You are a child of God. And you know, in India, we say, aham brahmasmi. That is, I am everything. I am the creator. I am the destroyer. So I am part of that, you know, that almighty uh, eternal source, which is around me, source and force. So this was the realization. And I'm narrating this uh, for people to understand how strongly it can work. Like I said, I was 34 years old when I went for my commissioning and I was in the plan of leaving service. Uh, and when I went there, uh, I was put in a bracket, uh, like we have batches. So this was a batch of people who are repeaters and people who've come there eight times, seven times, whatever. And people who are in higher age bracket. So there was this young guy in the group. He said, oh, all this looks like a failure group. And I said, that must be your opinion about yourself. I am here for selection. 
and believe me i read that ssb as one of my best ssbs uh, the, i remember the first one when i went for my applying uh, i didn't know anything here i was just i i and i tell that to people people who come to me for some coaching in terms of they say okay can you coach us for uh, ssb ssb is services selection board uh, in india so i say i can't coach you to uh, you know go in as an officer i can coach you to become a gentleman which is a very huge definition and if you can become a gentleman you will be an officer automatically so and i tell them go always with this folded hand saying if i have it in me please accept me don't go like this that give it to me please i need it no so believe in yourself we are such a powerful soul it is all in the head here and uh, slowly things started changing uh, health wise other vices which i had and uh, and here i am you know uh, still aiming work in progress and today morning's thought was that it is time to you know connect it furthermore <laughs> so that has been and that is the concept which i said uh, came naturally to me i never thought i never researched as to why would i want to be a resilience coach or what will be the business prospects there uh, which are slowly coming to us and now like today in our team meeting we were discussing that everyone's talking of resilience and we are actually i'm developing a product which is talking of uh, the wholesome idea of uh, you know what i would call it personhood you know going beyond transformation going beyond resilience so we are still contemplating and maybe we we would have a different website god knows i am very open i am very flexible i said i am not attached uh, the, my team was telling me no you've been living with this idea for ages i said that's okay if i if you're going beyond we are growing so i am very happy you go and devise anything that we would want so that is the kind of story behind that mm. yeah so do you think then that the part of resilience is also having that flexibility that you're talking about about being willing oh, yes. to go oh, to yeah, go with yeah, the great. flow and sort of adapt because i think that's in the life yes. anything we've learned in the last 6 months that it's needed not just resilience but also flexibility absolutely so yeah i missed that part of uh, you know your question so when you said what resilience means to me so we were discussing this uh, this afternoon our meeting lasted very long so that's how i was late in my evening run so uh, yes resilience to me is not only bounce back abilities you know resilience to me is not uh, being able to go through certain difficulties and come back there that means you've come back to normal i am saying resilience is to be able able to withstand that you are ready when the pressure comes to you not that you break down and come back can bounce back no i am trying to prepare and create awakening and awareness that you need it uh, in your lifestyle you should be ready when it comes it shouldn't deter you uh, in a day like i keep telling people it's not that i don't have my challenges no i have my share of challenges five times in a day i my graph dips but at the end of the day when i'm looking at my graph it has been like up maybe it will be like this and then goes up again and then stays and then goes up again so it is not like it is like this and you know it's like a fad and going up no i have my share so that is what resilience means to me that resilience is being able to persevere being able to withstand being able to be there you know bend slightly but 
not break down not fall down and be and i mean immediately bounce back that uh, i i don't know you've given me one more term i'm writing it down so i would probably you know create or coin a term for this to im- bouncing back immediately uh, i may call it you know urgent resilience or something that so this is what uh, is my concept to prepare you to make you understand and the model is i i call it resilient lifestyle model model is very simple that what i have understood i just want to share it with you i want to disseminate that information to you in very simple form not complicated at all uh, easy bite size so that you should be able to adopt it you know in your own lifestyle so that is what it is to me yes like you said going with the flow and taking it in your stride and telling yourself it's okay this is natural it is not that uh, the environment would change around me and my energies would be so good that i would be able to transform no it should be that i am able to transform myself and i am able to you know understand those terms which i have understood what is acceptance what is love what is honesty what is knowledge what is happiness if you have understood that and you try and be at your path you will see that things have started to change around you a uh, very interesting uh, analogy which i got from one of my team members today was we were talking of spirituality and uh, you i'm very sure that that would be very interesting to everyone they said it's like you know uh, this uh, phone here so uh, it's like you know keeping your wifi open it's on and now whatever is happening around you all that if there is a bluetooth and wifi on you are able to receive all goodness that is happening around you you know that will equip you even if you uh, you just have to be open you just have to tell yourself that yes i am up for uh, you know taking this receiving i am up for receiving this and i am ready to learn and like uh, you know eckhart tolle says that we are all uh, men in progress people in progress so and life is so beautiful so intriguing uh, i am targeting to live till 110 now you know from 5 years to 40 years and now 110 but uh, hopefully whatever i live i would love to you know be on this journey and enjoy the process one more very important thing that i say whatever comes everything has to you may not like it when it is happening to you but just if you can you know withstand that you will find that oh that was a lovely experience which taught me something more now that's that's amazing right is everything having a having the right attitude and having the right perspective for everything but i also said so yandra i love that the bluetooth and wifi analogy cuz for most people i think all of that sort of outside energy it's it comes in as negative noise so how have you been able to sort of transform it and look at it in a positive all right yeah yeah that that's that's a excellent one so yes you you have to be uh, uh, again you know i i'll keep giving you examples and i'm i don't want to sound i my myself but yes i have just recorded a small piece which i say uh, thinking differently so i say thinking naturally and thinking differently so my learning says that naturally uh, when you're born you have all those qualities of what a whatever greatness is there in the almighty soul around you the almighty the energy or whatever that is there so all that is there with you 
over the period of time as you keep growing right you know uh, from your conceiving stages to uh, whatever is happen environment around you you start um, adulterating that's a softer word i've used uh, so you start adulterating your conscious or you your soul your core with so many things i also say it is a acquired intelligence you know and whereas you are born with the higher senses and and intellect there so if you just stay aware i use this word there are three words which uh, we generally you know are very uh, people take to 10 you know um, uh, put so much weight there i keep it very simple i say being aware is not awareness is not something where you're looking for uh, yes it it also means that you're looking for a larger thing you're looking for a larger consciousness you're looking for consciousness consciousness all around you but awareness is also just taking a pause and before reacting to anything or now i uh, i become responsible and i say before responding to anything just take a pause a moment and say this does this come naturally like the word reaction comes naturally to me the moment i take a pause i say oh, it is respond so take a pause and think can i do it slightly better can my response be not what is na- now natural actually is adulterated natural but it has become natural so if somebody abuses me or is yells at me my natural thing is reaction oh what's that oh, even you know your anxiety or your perturbing thoughts or whatever it is all those are react if you take a moment and say oh so what and oh this gentleman is like that let him be that way let me be what i am so that is what you know helps you alleviate that noise which you are talking of that uh, like mm, when you reading people say uh, i am very sure that is uh, one interesting aspect to you also that uh, when you are working with uh, the distortions and the adulteration happening with the social media people say blue light is distracting so before going to bed you should be away from blue light you should be away from television yes now i am giving you another perspective you watch the television for the sake of entertaining yourself for a while when you shut it down shut all the thoughts that were there with the television so don't watch anything which is so disturbing that you can't really go so watch something which is light and you the moment you move away you are away the moment you go to your bed you do your gratitude or whatever that you would want to do and you go to sleep i i don't find it difficult and i don't find people who started to practice this uh, difficult at all for them but yes in theory it is there so to alleviate that noise if you can be little aware of the thought converting into words or into action into behavior you would find that you were able to do it so you would find the goodness while it is all happening like in india these days my next talk on uh, coming sunday is on uh, information overload and how is it affecting us and all through the media i mean world it, there are a lot of things happening but in india there is something else which is going on for last 2 3 months and it has become war of words between individuals very intelligent people and you are surprised that the kind of words that they use so if they could just think for a while just think for a while oh should i be using it or oh or take the perspective of the other person oh he or she is like this why am i being you know why am i equating myself there why am i going there so with those small little thoughts probably we would be able to 
you know address this clutter which we can keep away like i say happiness is a state of mind we all say that but how do i achieve it right here it depends the moment there's a thought which is disturbing you which is uh, kind of conflicting with your happiness you tell yourself oh no i'm not going there hold on so yes it would take small fraction you will have to have that change so it is i'm also learning uh so, but it is coming and it is it is so very interesting feeling i must tell you yuri uh i mean i i get bliss you know oh when i do that i am so mindful uh like here i have uh, mannerisms when i started uh, on this journey one was uh a usage of a uh, very long and the other one was you know which we all have and every time i utter that i still utter that word it has become very less but every time i utter it comes to oh you did that again and that feeling itself is good so it has started to check me so uh, this is where you can alleviate all that clutter that is happening you be concerned with what is happening around you like i was uh, i still am very concerned about you know what is happening around me how are we going i was thinking world will be a better place for my children but it doesn't look like that how do i manage it but then i realize no it's not not everything is my cup of tea so i look at my you know my share this much i can do without overwhelming myself so i'm okay with it you know let everybody do whatever is their thing i do my own thing <laughs> but it's all here start elevating the thoughts take a moment i call it thinking differently there's one more theory that i'm coming up but i won't want to disclose it now <laughs> all right fair enough so we'll have to have you back to to talk about the the new theory but it's really sure. fascinating right because it comes down to something that comes down to self awareness right and just being more aware of your own thoughts because it's interesting that you yes. say that you you're seeing some things happen i guess in the media in india well i have to tell you it's no different in the united states you, you do sometimes wish that people would take a moment and think before they spoke yeah very true i do i do keep watching lot of western media i mean not watching i mean uh, like i said being aware of what is happening around me so mm-hmm. it's ni- nice to know you know whatever is happening in every part of the world just for the sake of being aware that's all yeah exactly cuz there's a difference between cuz i've talked to someone about you know shutting shutting off that negative noise and turn, tuning out the news and they're like but then then you're disconnecting from reality and you don't really know what's going on. I was like, well, no, you still, you have to be aware, but you can't let that overwhelm you. You can't just keep consuming yeah. that negative stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah, And, and it's important, you know, uh, to uh, keep yourself aware in terms of what is happening. So like my, I'll just share some, a small routine with you. Uh, I don't switch on, although I can afford not to switch on my mobile phone in the morning. So I switch it on only uh, after I've finished my morning routine and everything. Uh, so uh, then I've, I switch on my mobile phone. I see that's how I respond to messages very late, <laughs> quite a few times. And then I switch on the television and watch the news. Earlier, I would subscribe, uh, you know, news on my phone, which I've stopped. Uh, I, I don't carry Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, when when required i download messenger on it use it and delete it and then redownload it so that is how there's a few things that i do uh, and i'm i'm lucky at this moment whatever work that i am doing and there are some people who are inspiring me to strike a balance which is another key in my story 
or the whatever that is happening around me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Balance is so important. So I guess to just sort of wrap, you know, put it all together. How did you go from your, your personal awakening story to realizing, oh, well, I want to share this with others. And how did you wind up becoming a coach or why I should say? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. So uh, that's, that's where I was overwhelmed also. So I, I, I said, I've been, you know, thinking that things would be better by the time I reach here. Then I said, okay, things would be better when my son reaches here. Uh, yet I have found that those disempowering beliefs were there. Those mindset were still there. It was, and as the volume of population is increasing, so is the population of all those people is, you know, is multiplying and manifolding. So what do you do? Uh, you would want everyone to be empowered. Why should, uh, like I said, uh, it is, I call it story of ignorance. So, Partly it was vested interest, which uh, I really don't want to pinpoint, but maybe for some vested reasons and interest, they didn't want to share the, this, uh, you know, this knowledge or disseminate this, or maybe when they were disseminating, the way they were putting it out was not easy enough for a simple person to understand and emulate and understand the benefits it would be reaping for him or her. So uh, this is where I said, why not uh, share this with people? Tell them that don't be ignorant. These are as important, you know, all along in, in our education system, we've been told, oh, do this, do this. Oh, what you have to do, you study hard, get grades, go ahead, go, do this job. So now I have come to a stage. I, I also come from the same background and I still, you'll be surprised. A generation younger to me, I'm talking of India, uh, who is, I will not kind of name it, but who is a professional among the you know best professionals uh, and comes from a very affluent background, still says, I don't know what is going to be future for my children. No, you should be knowing. <laughs> Why you should not be knowing? Why are you insecure? You know, at this stage, if you say, you know, and uh, he is, uh, you know, a generation younger. There are two Unos there. So, so a generation younger to us. And still he is grappling with those things. That uh, what would be the future? He's still stuck with that mindset. He's still stuck with those beliefs that, oh, you know, uh, this reservation stuff uh, happening around me, all this. Uh, futures economy is like this. It is very bleak. Have uh, strength in yourself. If I can understand what is my goodness or what is within me, what are the powers and qualities within me and what is around me, uh, this energy is created to lift this world, to make this world a better place. Like I said, negativity also will persist. But if negativity was the uh, mainstay, we wouldn't have rules, regulations, and laws which would support positivity. They would be supporting negativity. So at the end of the day, everyone is supporting the positivity, positive thoughts, positive energy, then might as well learn to be positive right from that stage. Like I said, 
if I had known that a fetus in the mother's womb starts to think, the subconscious starts to develop, perception affects, the environment affects, the uh, genetic uh, evolution or genetic conditioning with environmental conditioning works. That is where I say destinies can be created. If you know all this, environment still will continue to play the spoiled spot wherever, whatever possible. Yet, if you're aiming at 100%, you would reach 80, 90, somewhere there. So that was the reason to embark on this journey, to make people understand that, believe in yourself, we are all so powerful. If I could start scoring beyond 75% marks at the age of 30 plus, <laughs> Whereas I, I thought all my life that I'm a mediocre, I can't go beyond 50% and that kind of grade. And I haven't looked back since then. So everyone can do it. And I am still calling myself that I am like everybody else. Yes, I have realized my past and I want everyone else to realize their past. And uh, I'm aiming at you know, the cross border all across the world. Why not? Why not? Why every, Why um, people should think that, okay, good brain comes from East here. No, everyone's got it. You just have to come and believe yourself and start thinking, no, I am part of this bigger eternal past and I'm as powerful. So how do we overcome in your, pers in, from, in your opinion, how do we overcome some of these negative thoughts and negative programming because I had a self-belief coach on recently and he said that over 70% of our thoughts are negative and that yes, a lot of them true. sit in the subconscious. So it's really hard to re reprogram and get them out of there. So what has been your experience? Well, uh, like I said, my uh, ways are very simple ones. Although my, I have a team of legends with me who are uh, excellent. They're masters and uh, if I may call it, they have kind of magic wand with them, which does instant. But personally, I believe in the lifestyle. So I say you have to work very slowly, very slowly. First is that I, in my way of coaching, I respect you as what you are. I respect every belief that you have, all the values that you have. Yeah. In to label them, they may be positive, they may be negative. Like I say, in my dictionary, there is nothing right and wrong until right or wrong by law. These are all perspectives and you view it from your own perspective, you find other things are not working. Like a very simple analogy, analogy that I give is that in India, we have left-hand drive uh, and a lot of places in Europe and other, it is right-hand drive. Why is that? So there are certain, you know, beliefs which have been continuing and uh, they're not wrong, you know, the way they are. So I don't try to change anybody's belief. Yet, I say, if it has not been working for you, then would you like to think that you want to work there? Do you want to go there? So I try and evoke a response within you. And if you're ready there, then yes, maybe together we can think, how do we you know, take steps as to maybe think of those beliefs which have not been working and what exactly are beliefs. 
beliefs are our thoughts and perception slowly over the period of time if they've been working or they've been handed over to us we start living by them and we think it is okay it's been the moment you say oh it's not this is i've been doing this and this is the result and this is the same for generations and i need this to be different then might as well think of working over it and if you're ready to do that then yes uh, there are ways and it all like i said it starts from uh, the first thought everything is energy and uh, you know uh, everything is created uh, like one of my coaches friend put it this afternoon is everything is created on a subtle plane on an astral plane and then created in the material or mat matter so every creation happens by the way of a vibration which comes and creates a thought so then you start working on your thought and uh, I, i always say that it is a very simple process yet not easy <laughs> so it would take time uh, for me but yet we are trying to bring in certain things in terms of energy which could help people evaluate it quickly and yes they have to uh, kind of adopt it and uh, make it their own like i said uh, in our coaching concept we don't believe in uh, hand holding or giving you something we believe in evoking a response so that the idea that you generate is your idea you own that and it stays with you one more analogy that i give here is that if you have sat in an exam and you think of a answer for a question and if there is somebody who wants to pass you a small chit says this is the answer whatever you've been thinking goes away because then you don't rely on your original thought so when it is original it is yours you have own it you have much better belongingness and slowly things start working out for you wow no that's so great because you you're basically helping people solve their own problems absolutely than, empower them yeah rather than being a crutch for them very true that's amazing that's great so sekinder so i guess with that why focus specifically on the young professional okay. why why that group of people uh-huh. yeah so uh i mean the answer is very simple to me and uh, this is my interpretation so i say they are the future and they are the ones at this moment although like i said every next generation is uh, genetically and environmentally much more conditioned and advanced uh, to cite a small uh, reference here mm, in india we are small frame people so and the general understanding uh, maybe 40 years back 50 years back when i was growing up was that okay it is genetic so parents are five footed so child would be five footed we've defeated all that logic there's no more logic there now <laughs> every five footed uh, i mean not every but uh, quite a few and majority of the children now are overshooting their parents so you know they are they've shot in terms of height their intelligence their processing their perceptions are much more better so when this generation still uh, starts doubting itself because that is where beliefs come in that is where we we still like i gave you an example uh, i would certainly want to work with this uh, one generation lower 
friend of mine who's a very successful professional yet he has those beliefs that what will happen to future of his children so that is where i come and and we we are ready to look everywhere yet we're not ready to look and address those issues within so that is where uh, i think of creating a need also like i said if i have to put it in the marketing terminology that i'll have to create a need to tell you that you're missing this look at this if uh, i will cite this evening i was jogging with my son and he said you've got everything you uh, yet i see you very humble at times you put up with people and uh, you're so flexible like i said uh, today that this idea that i've been living for so long i have a registered company i'm ready to change it if it is for better so he said why why would you want to do that i said because there has to be a difference my ancestors lived they did something then my dad lived he did certain things i have to move beyond otherwise it will all be we all talk of maslow's hierarchy of needs and we are all stuck at that safety security and at the max we reach belongingness who goes beyond that so one must i strongly believe that there has to be there is a reason you have to identify that reason for your existence and attach a purpose to it so that is where the whole game comes in as to why i would want to do it and uh, you know where i would want to people to go and that is where i feel that it is young professionals who are going to be the future tomorrow or who are going to be at the helm of affairs tomorrow so that is where uh, i am also addressing youth like i said uh, even people who are and uh, my team incidentally is uh, very young people at this moment i have uh, the elderly ones also with all the wisdom and the young ones uh, who uh, are kind of uh, i asked them i said why would you want to associate they said your positivity i said great and so this is what my son was telling me so i said why not you know uh, yes infect them in a good way and take them forward to tell teach them these ways whereby they shouldn't think only few can be successful no everybody can be as successful it is all here i keep saying it is all here so that is how i address this lot Yeah, because you're absolutely right. It's all in the mind. And so, Tina, I'm curious because you, you've mentioned your son. What have you learned from being a father? Oh, I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm also learning to learn from them. So, uh, the learning has been I've. Uh, really not thought of of this and good to uh, give me give me this point to ponder yet i would certainly think of it as uh, as of now is uh, that you know you you would certainly want to raise somebody who's better than you so uh, as a father i have tried to give them all the space that what i think people don't get like to cite an example again i i don't i hate it coming back to me and from my life uh, yet uh, when my son was growing and or my daughter was growing so i gave them the that 
choice to make what do you want to study i both both of a very intelligent academically very good yet i never you know thirsted them oh you got to go do this you got to score this so when my son finished his engineering and he's employed here he's working for a american multinational so uh, and he said while i want to do this i think i want to be a psychologist some day i said great then why are you waiting for some day might as well think of starting now so he said no i think they're not that well paid right here so <laughs> maybe i would do that but so he has that freedom to think so and this is what i have learned from my experience i have all uh, made sure that uh, i call myself oh the period coming from a very disciplined background i call myself a, a disciplined and motivated person with no controls i don't want to exercise any control i yet there has to be like i said there has to be some sincerity and some discipline for one to go ahead yet no controls you decide your life today sometimes uh, like in my way of coaching i say okay today you say i i am suggesting don't indulge yet once in a while you feel no you are missing out on certain thing go ahead and do it so this has been you know my learning from them they like the other learning uh, which i said is that they are far more intelligent every generation is far more intelligent and do respect them mm, take their opinion mm, uh, 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 make them feel that their identity counts so i i do that although i uh, may have you know learned my lesson little late uh, they were already born and when i started you know my journey into thinking and growing and stuff like that uh, but yes uh, by and large it has been good that's great yeah thank you for that as i'm always curious mm-hmm. as as an aspiring father who but who's not there yet i got i got a few steps in between before i start to think about okay. kids you know there's a few okay. things involved <laughs> that are prerequisite sure, sure. so we'll Absolutely. we'll get there but so i appreciate yeah. that i'm always curious to hear so sekindra i noticed on one of your social media profiles you have sort of i i almost i coined them i don't think you you call it this although maybe you do but the four h's your honesty humility honor and humor mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, i thought that was great so where did those values come from yeah so like i said i think uh, i can always now i can relate it to the basics that is what uh, if you have noticed i say the few qualities that i have as a soul is love honesty knowledge happiness and power that i have you know power to execute and other qualities are being compassionate empathize be tolerant be acceptance so with all those things that is where and further it was my environment like i said these are uh, my life can be summed up into two that is the discipline that i got uh, from the armed forces um, being born brought uh, raised uh, served so 50 odd years is a long time so it was kind of ingrained there and yet like i said i was that and or i am that because i was born that i already have them all of us have them actually deep inside we all know uh, even i keep telling people we say we reflect we introspect 
but uh, ask yourself uh, sit in front of a mirror and ask yourself are you doing the true reflection so that is where i say you you know have to be really uh, honest uh, with yourself and honest with everything that is happening around you at least do that so that is where the honesty comes in uh, that is where humility comes in that is where honor comes in so yes honor i'm very patriotic i get goosebumps all the while i'm emotional person and humor i really don't know how much of it is no, i know but i have kind of placed it there because i want to be there <laughs> i would want to learn humor so i'm i'm jovial uh, but i'm not witty uh, i love actually i find more wits in you than me you know you you being so quiet and yet uh, there is that subtle element of wits in you which i could be like uh, james uh, father finney <laughs> so that is where humor comes in yeah james is great but i noticed you know you had humor on there and i yeah i wanted to ask you more about that because you you are very jovial and very positive so i don't think it means that you have to be a stand up comic it just means you have to have a positive and you know fun outlook on life right yeah no but wits wits i i i love them and i have great uh, respect for all those people who are witty so i aspire to be a little more witty i don't know uh, whether i would get that uh, funny bone some day <laughs> well you said we're we're all a work in progress right so we continue to grow so might as well yes, start yes, now yes yes. Oh, yes all the while exactly so i guess since this is the awkward mind podcast we we've come to that to that moment in the show where i have to ask you about the the awkward moment in your life cuz we've uh i guess we talked about it a little bit off- offline and i actually had to i had to look that up i didn't know that reference about wearing pajamas inside out so can you can you talk a little bit more <laughs> okay. about that um, don't don't ask me Okay. don't ask me that's a, you know that's a embarrassing not a awkward it's a embarrassing moment actually yeah all right well we don't so, have to talk about it then if you don't want to <laughs> so uh, but yes it did happen that i turned out uh, you know uh, mm, there was this family function and uh, i it is uh, it is a morning and i'm joining everyone for the breakfast so without realizing that you know in my hurry uh and this was happening in my village which is a rural area where um, not all the while you were in shorts and t-shirts so you were in your and since it is a family function you dress up in the casual or the ethnic clothing is kurta pajama so and i i remember you know turning out in the um, pajama inside out until somebody pointed and they said probably you know you've had a lovely night and you've forgotten what are you wearing so that is how it was so i and uh, it was not you know i i believe people do that uh, on purpose in the west uh, when they wish for it to snow <laughs> so so that was that was that is the awkward and embarrassing moment <laughs> probably 
but maybe deep down somewhere you you were wishing for snow because I didn't actually know that reference because I was I was born in Belarus uh, and I was a little okay. bit older when I came to the states so I didn't I didn't know that superstition my heart, if my, will. my heart lies in the hills my heart lies in the hills I mm-hmm. think uh, I haven't gotten answer to you know reincarnation and few things like that I do believe in karma but I do I really haven't gotten few answers on uh, the karmic account and stuff but i when people ask me i said there is something which attracts me to the hills and i would love to be in the hills and among the snow and stuff like that <laughs> yeah absolutely that's beautiful that's great so i guess to sort of to sum up the our conversation with those uh, young professionals like sitkinder what advice would you give to that introverted, you know, 30-something-year-old guy who wants to, you know, have more out of life, but just feels stuck and unsure of himself. That's, that's what is the, my, my reference. That, uh, and what I talk is, I don't say, I talk, what I'm talking is science. So go back and think, what, what is your constituent? You are as powerful and you have all the qualities what nature has around you, actually. And uh, once again, it brings me to uh, one of the discussions which I had. So somebody said, mm, whether you are spiritual or not, whether you have a guru or not, but if you can river the nature, be with the nature, and hear those calls, be a little intuitive there. And all these are higher senses, which I say higher and like your wisdom, your intuition, we are all born with that. And uh, only thing is, I say that acquired intelligence or the adulteration is subdued those higher senses of ours. And we have started to um, believe uh, or rather respond to only logic and uh, everything. So here it is science. If you understand that whatever is around you is actually what is making you. If there is beauty around you, then it ha- it is inside you. That is how it is outside. If there is humor or, you know, around you, it has to be inside somewhere there. So if you believe in that, uh, whether for whatever, like what I, I have just told, give, given you my story, I call myself weak, meek, tweak, stoop down shoulder person and uh, and i'm i mean uh, by all standards i'm no exception actually you know but yet i have realized that i have those powers within me uh, i had i had realized that i will go to my services selection board and i won't go like this i will go like this with folded hands and say i have everything in me Take me or leave me. I, I may be made for better things. So that is where I probably give you one more thing that somebody asked me. One of my uh, young coaches. So uh, he was selected for the Air Force in the Air Force Selection Board, and he had some medical issues, and he couldn't make it. He was very dejected, depressed, and uh, I tried helping him in whatever way. And that is where I told him. I said, you know, always remember that if you haven't gotten, if you take it as a rejection, this is your attraction for the likewise energies. Three months down after that episode, one day I get a call from him. Sir, I'm so excited. I said, what happened? So we have Reserve Bank of India. 
a very esteemed organization which uh, controls the banking sector sir i have made it in the banking sector i would be the governor of rbi now i said great and as i'm talking i get goosebumps here so you know so so this is where uh, everyone has got those powers uh, as a matter of fact uh, i received a message from him today showing it to my son so uh, very elated very elated so everyone's got that it's only a matter of time you have to just go inwards and visit it and start telling yourself it is all it all happens here i keep saying it is only a matter of time that you tell yourself and that is where uh, i'm very lucky that uh, in the group that i am kind of affiliated with or meeting people we all think alike we all think that you know we need to empower people and there is so much of abundance around like one of one more things i tell i'll tell you is i don't believe in competition at all i said there is so much abundance you you look at the world and simple statistics are that uh, there are much more uh, millionaires today than what they were 40 years back that means there is abundance so why should you be competing compete with yourself and there is enough enough for everyone so uh, and uh, other examples for all those youth who probably are 30 odd like you said in that category uh, go and look into the lives of most of the successful people you would find you take mahatma gandhi nelson mandela you take the uh, you know uh, from us you would have a long list of people who were you know those kind of people until they realized that oh they had it in them you know uh, mahatma gandhi got that awakening when he was thrown out uh, uh, from his compartment so and uh, rest is history could 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 we ever think that you could topple a uh, you know huge empire with non violence what is it what is that non violence it is that energy it was that energy which united them it was that energy which gave them that strength it is that energy which now also people are, how do the world records get created i mean it is all here that happens so it is only matter of time and we are all there spreading that word in our own ways and uh, i am sure that world is a beautiful place and it is here people talk of this uh, extension it is not going anywhere it is going to be here we are going to make sure that it is there and much more beautiful absolutely right because we can see throughout history right that after times of great adversity comes come times of great absolutely. abundance true true very true so i'm excited about it and speaking of excitement satendra what have you learned in the last 2 years that really excites you every day as i go deeper into uh, spirituality although my pace is uh, slightly slow uh, yet it is consistent so this this is what excites me i said uh, usage of you know twice and remembering that i have used it being aware of that excites me oh yes i am going to make progress because i have learned that i i am still doing it and from then on i am very conscious of not using it so you know everything is so exciting here uh, i say in last 6 months probably when 
things were looking dull. I did my best work. I thought over things. I wrote things. I created things. I um, took a very intuitive call of uh, jumping into the podcasting call uh, course, rather. And you won't believe it was. I had not even heard. I have not heard of any podcast till I jumped into the course. <laughs> and it was just that I saw a mail. Uh, I don't know how. Yes, I had watched a couple of episodes uh, on YouTube from London Real, and uh, probably they must have collected my email somewhere. And I got this, and I joined this program, and th that is the date was uh, being launched. And I said, it, if it has come, I'm very intuitive now. So, so all these learnings are my excitement. Every day uh, when I get a creative thought, maybe during the night or after my meditation session or during the day, I, it, that makes an aha moment for me. So I have had maximum aha moments in last two years. I am meeting lovely people, lovely young people, uh, and uh, what 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 could I? There's so much of variety happening around me. I'm so excited. Uh, my uh, interviews here, I've realized I have started to take them as a coaching call. You know, I have I use the qualities of a coach in an in an interview which I conduct. Also, when I'm a guest, that to remember to be present in that moment and let it flow. You may have your set of questions around it. Yet, even if you don't touch on those questions and you can get the flow going from your guest, that's the best moment. And it gives me my piece of satisfaction, my excitement. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's how, actually, that's how we connected and we're able to, you know, sit yes. across from each other <laughs> while being, you know, thousands of kilometers away, thousands of miles away. Very true. And it's all Very thanks true. to the new technology and thanks to podcasting. So Absolutely. with that, Satyender, do, do you want to share a little bit about Know the Happiness How with Winko Chow? Because I think it's oh, yes. such an important yes. mission. Yes, I was speaking to a friend of mine in Australia yesterday and he said he likes it the way I put it across. So I said, Know the Happiness How with Winko Chow. <laughs> so yes, this is a podcast which I've created for all those people who in their own quarters, in their own spaces, they could be studying, they could be working, they could be professionals uh, in their own living quarters or working quarters, wherever they have, they experience negativity and uh, they find no resolve. There, there is this show which in a very interesting lighthearted conversation gives you something to feel little good about. And there is some learning if you carefully look and that is not there in those management books. I haven't found it. In uh, every episode, uh, I have recorded about 15 till now. And every episode of mine has given me two or three. I, I make all them nuggets, which uh, I couldn't find anywhere. Like I said, even while you're interviewing me, you've given me a few things uh, which I would like to develop upon and, you know, go further with. So, uh, uh, this is about Vinko Chow and uh, I have a website called as the resilientlifestyle.com. We are still developing our product, which is going to be dealing with all these issues, 
centered around your identity, around lifting you, transforming you. And at the last stage, if you still find that, yes, all this is working for you, look for the higher purpose that is the wholesomeness in you. Why are you there beyond the material, beyond oneself, beyond what is around me? So all this is required. We're not denying it. Basics are certainly required, but there is much more uh, which you get. Like I said, there has to be a purpose. There have to be priorities. There has to be a balance and your alignment. Your alignment to yourself, your alignment to your purpose, your alignment to your environment, your alignment to the forces and source which has created you. And it's a wonderful, wonderful journey. I must tell you that. Amazing. So I, I know we're, we're basically out of time, but I, I do want to ask you a few more questions. And we'll start with sort of my staple. Satyendra, right. why are you optimistic about the future? Because there is no other way that I see. That is the only way to go. For me, optimism is the only way uh, to, although I may add few words. Uh, so I, I, while being optimistic, I am also practical and realistic. Yet, I am highly optimistic, actually. So and because I feel that is the only way to go forward. Mm. Yep. And what does success mean to you? Oh, that was my word, which I've already used. Uh, success to me is uh, all around, which is where I use the word balance with alignment. Success is when you're aligned to your physical being, your physiology, to your mental being, to your spiritual being, to your emotional being, to the environment, to the nature, and to the forces and sources around you, and maintaining a balance between what you were created and what you get and how do you enjoy it. I mean, uh, so if you can strike that balance uh, of, you know, having good health, good relationship, good wealth, and a lifestyle which uh, can, you know, kind of put them all together so here I would like to uh, maybe uh, I draw inspiration uh, from one of my coaches whose name is Colin Hiles. Uh, I read his story at 40. He decided when he was very successful and he was getting into the web of that success, he realized that he needed to take a sabbatical. He took a one year sabbatical and now he lives, he works from London and he lives in Europe. He lives in Spain and probably I envy him the lifestyle that he lives. <laughs> so that is what is success to me. You know, surfing, living with his family, spending time with family, uh, doing these webinars, doing this coaching and uh, working from Spain, then coming to London and sometimes working. He could have created an empire. He could have. I mean, and, and, and there's no harm. People who've created an empire and are still... If, if they're able to balance everything out, that is what is success to me. That's very true. And on a more personal note, 
who will win commanders at Hendra Chawan be in five years? Oh, maybe had you asked me this yesterday, uh, I may have given you a different answer. And like today, today's awakening told me that uh, it's time for you to connect furthermore <laughs> with the energy source. So uh, I see myself uh, as a successful coach, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, if I may say, who is following certain uh, idols of those successful people uh, like Colin Hiles. Amazing. And I, I definitely see that in your, in your future with, with the energy that you put out into the wor world and just the, the coaching foundation that you, you're trying to create. So are those, Satyendra, are those the best ways for people to find you? The, the resilientlifestyle.com uh, and yes. the podcast? Yes. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel by the same name. I am available on all kinds of social media including Twitter as uh, Wing Commander Satyendra Chauhan, on Instagram as Know the Happiness How or Wing Chow, on Facebook with a similar page for the podcast and my own profile. I haven't created a business page as yet. I'm still not convinced, but let's see. So those are all the places and LinkedIn too. <laughs> And we've put all of the of the links in uh, in the description down below, so you can thank you everyone listening can can connect with Satyendra and get inspired. And I know on resilient life, right? It's I just want to get it right. The resilientlifestyle.com. You actually offer a free coaching call that someone can book with you to see. Oh yes, if you're the oh right. yes. Uh, as of now, I haven't really opened up uh, the mm, the website for all. Like I said, we're still developing the product. Yes, uh, yet on our um, YouTube channel and other pages, we have a landing page on MailChimp from the podcast. We would love to um, offer a pro bono coaching session. And depending on your requirements, we may customize things for you. And uh, we are creating, we still have, we have some lovely coaches with a very experienced and certified and renowned people with us. And we are slowly adding more. As uh, we go ahead, like I said, the likewise energies connect. So there are more people slowly connecting. So we would love to uh, offer this help, support, assistance uh, for people to be more empowered and believe in themselves. Everyone can be successful, all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited for your continued journey. And Satyendra, I wish you much success and may you inspire a lot of people and help them live a more resilient lifestyle. It has really been a pleasure. I wish we, you know, we had hours more, but that's why we would have to just have you come back and just continue the conversation as we all grow and learn from each other. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure was mine to be here and I feel honored to connect with you. And like I said, in the times and futures to come, uh, we all have reason. I strongly believe we all don't connect with uh, everyone around us for some reason. And yet when we connect, there has to be some purpose and some reason. And I'm very sure that uh, that is for the benefit of humanity. And as, as I keep saying, the 
path to goodness has is a one way street that is success absolutely and with that that's all for today if you like what you heard please leave us a five star review on apple podcasts formerly known as itunes and to hear more meaningful and inspiring conversations with real people like wing commander satyendra chawan please subscribe to this podcast wherever you might be listening goodbye for now Thank you.